Welcome to the Easy Loss Weight Loss Show. Sue and James have helped thousands to lose weight and make massive improvements in their lives with the Easy Loss Weight Loss Program, both in person and with their range of best-selling apps. So here's your hosts, Sue Peckham and James Holmes. Hi everyone, it's Sue Peckham from Easy Loss here again and welcome to our latest podcast. And with me today, I've got James. Hello everyone. And we were um, working this morning, working our way through the Facebook group questions. And again, we noticed a few that were coming up time after time. So we thought now would be a good opportunity to make another podcast and answer a few more. So um, should we go with the first question? I think we should. Yeah, from a question from Emma. Uh, and here's the question. How do I overcome cravings and comfort eating? Okay, now these, these are two very um, emotive kind of diet words, really, because craving is, is something that you think about. You, your body's no more capable of craving a certain type of food than your, I don't know, your video recorder there. That's showing my age, isn't it? Um, your video recorder is of craving a video or, or um, similar to that. But what it is, we create this belief and these feelings that get attached to it, that we have to have a certain type of food or we don't, we obsess about a certain type of food. And a lot of that comes from the diet mentality and the diet program you've had. Because I don't know about you, but any diets I've ever followed have always had a forbidden list or an excluded list or uh, a restricted list that you can only have at certain times. And of course, as you know, yeah. as soon as you tell somebody... You can't have it or you shouldn't have it. You start to Coos think law, about the Coos in, Law. Uh, yeah. The uh, first podcast. Yeah. Didn't you, you were a member of a, one of the Slimming Diet Clubs. I've been a member of pretty much all of them in my past. Which, which one of those, I'm thinking back to the past, uh, did you have to eat a certain amount? Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm not sure I should say the name on here, but it was no. a, um, it was a diet and exercise group that I um I joined and uh we went along every Tuesday and we we did an exercise class and a weigh-in and um talked about different things and it had a diet that went with it and the diet was very prescriptive and you were told you know every day you had to have uh I'm, I'm just pulling figures off the top of my head so I'm, this isn't accurate or anybody's particular diet but say for example you had to have uh, uh half a pint of milk and you had to have a yoga and you had to have so much um, carbohydrate type food during the day you had to have that and then as well as that you had to have your breakfast your lunch and your your dinner and your two snacks and that you were given a list and you could choose from the these different lists of foods and um, one one evening I remember uh, I was telling you about it I'd got home and um my ex now ex-husband but my husband at the time had said to me it's getting a bit late are you coming up to bed and I said no I can't I've still got to have two yogurts and half a pint of milk before I can go to bed <laughs> and he just shouted down something like oh you really have lost the plot this time or so but I was so fixated you know I had to have these things and again the things that I couldn't have or I'd been told I hadn't had I believed I was craving and of course once it all became absolutely okay to have anything I wanted. Really didn't want those things at all and the cravings went away. Comfort eating, now that's something a little bit different. Comfort eating really come, goes back to your 
programming and the association you might have with certain foods or how you were treated around food and um, also the chemical reaction that occurs when you eat because just for a few moments serotonin is released when you eat and you believe you feel better but it is that it's just a chemical reaction so you're not actually changing your emotional state question from Lorraine how do I get the willpower to get started and keep it up no willpower needed at all if you're not on a diet if you're just eating normally you know slim fit healthy people do not exercise loads of willpower every day to to eat like a slim fit healthy person again it's this constant we're constantly being told you know it's really difficult you need loads of willpower well willpower runs out and then what do you do after that you know why why would you want to carry on doing something that's that's making you unhappy and it really is important to not think of it as something unpleasant or uncomfortable the easy loss program is not about having lots of willpower it's about choosing to do things in a different way just follow a new set of guidelines and you're learning a new skill so you're learning to change the way you eat you're learning to change your eating habits and all you need is practice no willpower required just loads and loads of practice funny enough at the weekend i was um having lunch out with my wife um down in chichester lovely place and uh there was uh we were sharing a sofa um so opposite us was a, a couple of ladies and there were quite large ladies and for the duration of I think we were there about an hour and a half mm-hmm. um, I, I, I couldn't help but over here they were just talking about diets and food and which diet club they're going to join yeah. and, and how much they'd lost but now they book back on and, and all the things we're here time and time again yeah and um, clearly you know they, they weren't enjoying their food no how would you you know it's a, it's a measurable experience calorie counting way and measuring and I know we get people um come to the group that have said you know that they've spent years and years with these different on these different diets and in these different slimming groups and I know from my own experience I've joined a slimming group just because I liked the particular list of food that they had up for a particular day (laughs) (laughs) oh I really fancy that I'll join that one today (laughs) I wanted to I kind of felt this urge to to interrupt them and say look you know yeah, but I see you've both got, um, uh, they both had Android phones, actually. Okay. Um, but uh, my wife said, no, take a day off. Take a day off. <laughs> uh, question from um, Amy. How do I stop self-sabotaging? Once I get to a certain weight, I can't seem to stick to the guidelines. Okay. Now, again, that really does sound like somebody who's on a diet. Because I get to a certain weight and then I can't stick to the guidelines. So if, the clues in the question. The clues in the it? question. You know, it's not about sticking to um, really being told what to do. It's about learning that new skill. I, you know, it's a bit like I know I harp back to the driving analogies all the time, but it, it's a bit like saying, "Oh, I've had, well, I know I had 147 lessons, but oh, I've had 60 lessons and I haven't <laughs> passed my test. So <laughs> then I'm going to get to another 60 lessons and not pass my test. It's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So stop doing that and start thinking of it in a different way so you're not it's not about what weight you reach and then build yourself this mental block oh well I've you know I've dieted to this before and then I've lost it of course you've lost it because it's too hard to keep doing it so forget about what you've done before think of this as doing it in a completely different way 
think of it as creating a new habit that you're going to enjoy doing. You're never going to stop doing it. So you won't get stuck at a certain weight or a certain number of uh, lessons or a certain amount of time. Oh, you know, some people say, oh, I manage it for two weeks and then stop doing it. It's because they're still thinking of it as being external rather than really getting to grips with the guidelines and um, embedding them as your new behaviour, your new habit. How close do you think the easy loss guidelines are to um, people's uh, friends who are slim fit and healthy being their default setting? Oh, 100%. Absolutely 100% because all we're doing is helping you to retrain yourself to eat and behave like a slim, fit, healthy person. And slim, fit, healthy people don't say, oh, I can't have that or I've had this today and I shouldn't have had that. Or how many calories are there in this? Or, you know, they certainly don't um, spend their time of an evening at a diet club um, being berated for having to have a packet of crisps. Um, they, They just... They don't actually think about food until they're hungry and that they're eating it. And then once they're no longer hungry, they don't think about it again until the next time. Why do you so. think that happens, though? What, that people actually start to do that? That um, slim, fit, healthy people don't think about food all the time. Uh, but like these, the example of these um, ladies, lovely mm. ladies in Chichester, yeah. uh, clearly they were thinking about food yeah. and planning... Yeah, yeah. Again, it's that it's that diet mentality, and it's it that's that's somebody who's been programmed out of being naturally slim, because what happens is, over time, the more you diet, the more you obsess about food, the more you get into this habit of believing that you can't control your weight without some kind of external control of without somebody telling you what to eat, when to eat it, how much of it to eat. You believe you believe, and you become programmed that you can't actually do it without that. And it just becomes all-consuming, really. And yet, slim people, they just think of food as fuel. They enjoy the food that they have, but they don't obsess about it and think about it and plan around it all the time. It's just something part of their life that they do naturally and that's how it should be question from donna um what happens when you have a one-to-one skype appointment okay yeah no that's a really good question i think a lot of our um members and obviously the and people who don't use the facebook support group that email us privately yeah um don't understand why somebody would need why you know why we offer it so it's a good opportunity to answer that yeah yeah no great um what happens during a one-to-one consultation is, first of all, your consultant, whoever you might be talking to, so you, you might be talking to Sabina or Carol or uh, Maurice or, or indeed myself. I, I occasionally do the, the one-to-one consultations as well. You talk to us exactly the same as if you were in front of us in the office. So what we do is we really, really focus in on what it is that you're doing, what your specific belief system is, Because we all have belief systems around everything. And I know I've spoken about this before. We have these belief systems around everything. They're not always based on reality. And by talking to one of us over a one-to-one Skype consultation, we're really able to help identify where you've got limiting beliefs that are holding you back in your relationship with food, in relationship with 
being able to lose weight, we're also able to identify something which I know you're really passionate about, is where people have issues around their low self-esteem and self-sabotaging, that they, because of their belief system and how they view things, they're not actually able to identify themselves very easily. And it's not just enough to be able to identify, but then we also need to be able to help people to put those things right so to give them strategies skills and and tools that they can use to actually improve their own self-esteem and improve um, their level of social anxiety so they feel really good about themselves and in control and I know the other day you posted on the Facebook group a brilliant um, quote was it Nathaniel Nathaniel Brandon yes Um, it's it's a quote I've used for years I think I said in the Facebook group um I, uh, when I when I see a smoker so, help somebody stop smoking, I always read this to um, to the client at the end of the session yeah. because the the notion of self esteem uh, ties in so so well with self sabotage. So I, I've pulled up the quote now. Um, it's from the book The uh, Six Pillars of Self Esteem by Nathaniel Brandon. That's right, because we couldn't remember how many pillars it was. That's the last right. Time we were speaking, and I uh, I actually noticed some people had ordered the book off, off Amazon. Um, It's quite hard to get a hold of as well, I think. Uh, Here's the quote. Self-esteem, whether it's high or low, tends to be a generator of self-fulfilling prophecies. With high self-esteem, we're more likely to persist in the face of difficulties. With low self-esteem, we're more likely to give up or go through the motions of trying without really giving Mm. our best, which kind of answers those questions from earlier on, doesn't it? It does, Why do people just give up? Either way, our view of ourselves will be reinforced. But what happens if we do succeed at something, even though we have low self-esteem? Then our knowledge about ourselves, e.g., I'm hopeless, for example, doesn't match up to the facts. And then, you know, in this example, yeah. successfully losing weight, and can begin to feel anxious as if there's something dreadfully wrong. If our knowledge is never questioned, it's the facts that may have to be altered. Guided unconsciously by the deepest logic of our self-concept, mm. we get rid of the anxiety by getting rid of the success, hence self-sabotage. Yeah. In yeah. fact, it always brings me back to uh, clients I've seen over the years in the office, who business people, who uh, set a goal of uh, achieving uh, you know, several million or something like that, mm-hmm. and then would achieve that and then lose the lot. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, almost magically, it's, it's <laughs> gone. Yeah, yeah, because it didn't match their belief system. And I sometimes wonder about, you know, the programs about lottery winners who um, win all this money and then lose it yeah. very quickly. Um, I, I, well. I think that's very true. I also find, you know, with um, one of the things, particularly if you have Skype sessions with us, one of the things that we ask you to do is to, really really get into the hips um way of posting yes because it not only uh you know the the helpful and inspired i don't know um perhaps i should say at this point you know we've got that on the banner at the the top top right the the helpful and inspiring and the positive um posts that people can put up because not only does that help everybody else in the facebook group but my goodness it improves how good you feel about yourself and improves your self-esteem. And then that has the knock-on effect of making you more hypervigilant, if you like, for looking for other positive, not only posts on the Facebook group, but other positive areas in your life. So you'll be more prone 
to identify where you're doing well with easy loss and less prone to looking for where you can sabotage something. Oh, I'm not doing so well at that. Absolutely. In fact, the more positive, the more successful. Absolutely. And I know, and I'm sure after this podcast goes out, some people who have um, had one-to-one Skypes, I know not everyone who has had a one-to-one likes to be identified as having done so, but some people will go on and they'll um, back me up in what I'm saying here about since they've been doing that, they find themselves so much more positive in general. And of course, people who are positive and, and fulfilled don't want to poison themselves with food they don't want to be overweight they start to feel worth it they start to feel worth looking after themselves self-esteem just continues to improve i've often thought if there was a self-esteem tablet uh, which in Mm. itself is an external thing Mm -hmm. um, but if there's a self-esteem tablet you gave to somebody their likelihood of success would go through the roof yeah uh, because they believe that they'd had some medication to make it happen um, I'm just pulling up the quote that I posted um, over the weekend. Okay. Um, which is, again, another, <laughs> oh, na- another Nathaniel Brandon quote. Okay. Um, and I think it is, it is so relevant to what we've been saying. Uh, and I know it was very popular on the group. Of course, we must be aware that n- uh, not just people on a Facebook group do listen to us um, rant on. No, um, no, that's that's been quite an interesting um, development, hasn't it, since we started doing these podcasts, that people have started contacting us outside, outside of, the of the Facebook group. group. Here's the quote. There is overwhelming evidence that the higher the level of self-esteem, the more likely one will be to treat others with respect, kindness and generosity. Okay. So I always think of people who are at work and they've got somebody who's a bit of a bully or mm. somebody who's... Uh, just giving them a hard time that's what it's always rooted in that person's level of self-esteem yeah and I know just I don't know if you've noticed that past uh, week or so there have been a couple of posts from people who um, they've perhaps not seen someone for a long time and that person hasn't even commented on the fact that they've lost weight or they've ignored the fact that that the person looks really good or some people have even had experiences of people perhaps being a bit um, impolite about the fact that they've lost weight and that is absolutely down to the low self-esteem of the person who doesn't bother to say or doesn't you know doesn't actually want to acknowledge that somebody else has done really well and if only they would realize how much damage they're doing to themselves by not celebrating someone else's success, not um, choosing to share in someone else's or, or acknowledge someone else's success. It's a real shame. It is a real shame. But that's one of the things I think we're probably most proud of in the group is that we're, with um, uh, ourselves and the advisors who, again, thank you so, so much for everything you all do. Um, we, we've created that culture of, you know, really acknowledging and uh, appreciating all the positive quotes, all the positive posts on Facebook page, and people are noticing a difference. I think if people had the opportunity, if they, if you've ever heard or get a chance to listen to um, a, uh, it's actually a kind of a an early podcast, if you will, uh, by a man called Earl Nightingale, and it's it's must be 30, 40, 50 years old now. Oh wow! Uh, and it's called the Strangest Secret. 
The Strangest. The, the Strangest Secret. Strangest. And okay. pretty much El Nightingale says in that, you, you set yourself a diet of right. uh, positive thinking for a set period of time. Well, that's one diet I wouldn't mind exactly. having a go at. Um, I think we should perhaps... Uh, try and find that link and put it on the Facebook group because it be is a great idea. It is one of the classics of um, self improvement as well. Stranger's Secret, Earl Nightingale. I hope, hopefully, I've got that right. I haven't listened for a while, oh, okay. but um, it's quite I'm sure short. you have. You seem to be able to drag these kinds of I see it's, yeah, fa- it's facts there. from the back of your mind somewhere. They're there. Stranger's Secret. Um, one more question before we wrap up today. Okay. Um, Question from Patricia. How to stop my emotions controlling what I eat? Okay. Again, it's kind of related to what we were talking about earlier in this podcast uh, about people believing that their emotional state changes when they eat something. It really doesn't. It may can make you feel better for a short period of time because of the serotonin release, the, the, you know, the chemical reaction in your body. But afterwards... Whatever that problem was is still there. So you're still lonely. You're still fed up. You're still bored. You're you're still unhappy. The eating that food is quite possibly made the situation worse because now you're bored and wishing you hadn't eaten it, or now you're unhappy and regretting having eaten something that you've eaten. So um, again, one of the great things to do is to look before you uh, have anything to eat at all is to ask yourself. Am I really hungry or do I just need to change the way you feel? And of course, there are lots of ways that you can change the way you feel without actually having to eat anything at all. So on that note... I think we better wrap it up. I think we better wrap it up for today. I hope everybody's got something from that. I know I have. I'm going to go off and get myself the old Nightingale um, book from Amazon if it's still available. It's it's an audio book. It's an audio book. Oh, brilliant. Even better. I, I imagine you can get it on iTunes. Or Audible, maybe. I'll try Audible. Or Audible, yes, definitely. Okay. Um, thank you for listening. and we'll. Yeah, thank you for joining us again today and hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have because we certainly love in making these podcasts. And we'll chat again later in the week or next week. Yeah, definitely by early next week, Have we got week, any I'm guests sure. lined up We have got week? some guests lined up. Um, I've been chatting to some of the Facebook group members and I'm very excited to be able to tell you that the wonderful Adele Chaplin has agreed to... That's um, going to be worth listening to. And absolutely, I could listen to her for hours. Uh, apart from anything else, she's got an amazing accent. Uh, and also, Joe Gennari, I managed to catch up with on the phone. Runner Joe. Runner Joe. Um, and uh, she's actually agreed to come and have a, a meet-up with, with me and to record a podcast. So I'm really excited about that. We've going to be speaking to our lovely PR lady Sig Watkins who's going to come and she's got some questions that she'd like to ask us so she's going to come and do that uh we have also got something that's um really for me (laughs) that's a bit selfish isn't it but um the the lovely Mark Osman who uh we've done some work with him regarding our apps but he's uh got a wonderful product tracks dogs oh yes yes um, yes as uh probably a lot of you would know we we've got bilko and a big fear of mine is that he'll wander off and or get stolen and um i thought i thought it was relevant to actually chat to him because you know dog walking and being healthy and Mm. getting out and about and uh, i i really want to know more about his dog tracking device so he's agreed to come in 
And of course, I'm sure you've seen we've had a few meetings lately with the absolutely fabulous Rick Hay. And uh, I can't wait until we get some podcasts going for him because he's a great guy. He's really, really knowledgeable and so funny. I can't tell you. He's so funny. That's going to be great. I'm looking forward to that one. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. And until next time. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye for now. You've been listening to the Easy Loss Weight Loss Show. Remember to press the subscribe button to get regular podcast updates. And if you've enjoyed this show, remember to share it with your friends. Thanks for listening.